Welcome to another episode of the No Name Podcast. We are just three friends that talk about sports and other things we enjoy, mostly sports. Uh, today, we're doing something a little bit different. So along with recording our normal podcast, we are also recording a video of it that will be up on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash itzmirage, I-T-Z, Mirage. Um, at some point, I'll make us a YouTube channel that's not my personal one, but here we are. Um, so yeah, uh, Tanner here on the bottom, Reagan up there on the top left. And going to just kind of get right into it. A lot of things have been happening in the NBA, so we decided we're going to switch back to that for now, probably get back to the football stuff in the very near future. But uh, first big thing that has happened, it is official. The NBA is rigged and hates the process. That is my takeaway of Nikola Jokic winning the league MVP. Pretty much only won it because he was available. He had a good year, but Embiid's better. But it's fine. I can live with it. I'm not that upset about that. Mm -hmm. We'll get into the one that I'm really upset about here soon. Um, in case you guys didn't see the chart, the voting was Jokic, an overwhelming amount of first place votes. Um, Embiid got one first place vote. Steph got five. Giannis got one. CP3 got two. And then Derrick Rose got one. I'm still going to... I don't care if it was the fan vote. This is why they don't need to let fans do anything. Um, True. Joel finished second with 62 second place votes, which I, I can live with. Runner-up and MVP, especially missing as many games as it did. I, I definitely get it. I'm not mad about it, but... Yeah, I, I'm, a I'm a little mad about it. I'm a little <laughs> mad about it, I'll be honest. I... I, there was a small part of me that thought maybe they would uh, not not hate the process, but they they wound up hating the process and hate. I don't here. think they hate the process. I just think, I mean personally, I think Jokic had like a better season, like for an MVP season. So I think, I mean, I just because I don't, I think it'd been a lot closer if Jamal Murray didn't get hurt, because like they got better once Jamal Murray got hurt. Yeah. And so like, and Jokic just went. He didn't go off, but like he just did what he did, but better, and they still won an insane amount of games. Mm -hmm. So that's the only reason, like I would say, he deserved it more over Embiid. Plus, I mean, Embiid has always have the issues of health. Yeah, and, it was. I, I I blame LeBron. He pushed him out of the air, and it just it toppled everything for him. We and, were watching that. Game, and shut the you fuck said up. He, Let me be happy. Okay. Let me be happy about blaming somebody, all right? Shit. Okay. It's not that big a deal. Just let this happen for me. And Tanner, do you ever get wrong about the... Do you ever get tired of being wrong about the Sixers and everything, you know? You're, 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 you're pretenders, you know, Jokic is better than Embiid, shit like that. It's got to get exhausting. Yeah, I mean, they still are pretenders. And all right, I, listen. I'm, and the only... Another reason why... I think the pretenders is because of Embiid's health. Because Embiid goes down, you guys are fucked. Yeah, but what does it take to get him down? A meniscus tear? It's, Incorrect. Yeah. He got like a fucking slight meniscus tear. Okay. Hey, did, did, what was that word in there? A tear. A tear. Mm -hmm. Not Barely. an aggravation. It is a tear. There is a Chill. rip where it was once a not rip. But Yeah, it's super easy to tear your meniscus even slightly. What but has Philadelphia even... done to hurt you guys? What it, okay, I understand why Tanner game. hates us. All right, we kind of destroyed Derrick Rose's ACL. I get that. Reagan, what what have, what have we done to you? you? You've done nothing but win. You stole Jimmy Butler from us. You said, "Hey, take fucking Jay Rich. He's just as good." And then he, he took is. his shit on the floor every night. Just enjoy causing me pain. Is that pretty much what it comes down to? 
Generally, yeah. Fantastic. Okay. All right. So on That's from the MVP. The <laughs> on from the MVP award, Rudy Gobert officially won Defensive Player of the Year. We can all agree that he should not have won that award. Mm. Not a knock on Rudy. He just doesn't guard one through five. Rebounding has got to be taken out of the official defensive rating system that they have. It's kind of ridiculous, but um, Ben Honestly, Simmons. I've... Go ahead, sorry. I, sorry, I think the reason they gave it to him is because they hate the process. They, yes. That and they were winning. They had a better record than so that it's because fucking he was getting MVP votes like not that long. Like he didn't get any MVP votes, but he was getting. And they're like Rudy Gobert and number yeah, nine. Yeah, whenever Donovan Mitchell ladder. was like um, missing those games or whatever, and they were still yeah. winning. Like, yeah, I'm sure it was because of Rudy. Putting up a big Jordan fourteen Clarkson. and ten. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so I'm like, sure that I was all Rudy, not Jordan Clarkson taking control or anything so, at all. So I'm pretty sure that's like why they yeah. gave it to Rudy, which is like a dumb reason to give to Rudy because mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, I like personally deserved it more than anyone. Like he was fucking insane defensively this year, mm-hmm. and if not him. I mean, I still think, like, Miles Turner is a better candidate. Miles Turner obviously was in top three votes. I mean, who was number three? Um, Number three, I don't know if I wrote that down. Bam. I think Bam, Bam finished third. I think, he was the, I think he was the only other one that received a first place vote. And I think yes. Bam, honestly, should have won over Rudy, too. It might, it, actually, I take it back. Defender. It might have been Draymond. I don't remember. I don't have the – actually, do I have the list yeah. of me still? I do not know. Okay, I apologize. But I think those. I think Bam, Miles Turner. I think even, Ben Simmons should have won, anyways. But yeah. yeah, Ben Simmons should have. But I, I still don't think Rudy should have even been top three. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll tell you who I feel sorry for though, the Hawks, because now they have to come out and deal with Embiid, who is upset that he didn't win MVP, and then Trey Young is going to have to go get guarded by Ben Simmons, who just got snubbed for Depoy. It's gonna be a bit, a bit, bit of a long game for him next week. Uh, yeah. sh- tomorrow is that tomorrow? I think that's tomorrow the tenth. Yep. I think. So that that's gonna kind of suck for him. Uh, but the voting yeah. went down. Rudy Gobert. I didn't write down exactly how many he had. I think he had like seventy of the votes or something like that. Ben Simmons had fifteen first place votes. Bam had one. And then the biggest story of the defensive player of the year voting for me, Matisse Thybul, got one third place vote. Ignore the fact that Contavious Caldwell Pope also got one third place vote. Please let me be happy. <laughs> That's pretty much what this episode is going to be titled. Just please let me be happy. We don't get a lot of things here. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, told you guys, Matisse Thibault is the best young defender in the league. And you're like, ooh, it's all about the fucking Dorture Chamber, whatever the fuck dumb nickname you have for that guy. Or Dortress. The Dortress. What the fuck is that? I, I still think Lee Dort's better. Yeah, well, we'll 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 see we'll see about that. It's whatever. Um, so yeah, they those... need to play one on one and see who scores the least amount of points. <laughs> That's fantastic. I guarantee you, in that situation, Lou Dort would win because Matisse is very offensively challenged in an Iron Man game that's sixty minutes long, and all defense sounds just awful. Um. So yeah, I think that's the only things we really had about um, the awards. Uh, I did forget to mention Tibbs won Coach of the Year. Good for him. Still think, still think uh, 
Dude, shut the fuck up. I, st- <laughs> I still think Monty should have taken it. But I Tibbs also had a fantastic season, so I can't be that upset about it. Um, woohoo, the Knicks made the playoffs just to lose in five? Six? Yes, five. It was five? Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. They won a whole game. <laughs> a whole ass game, bro. Game on Trey Young. Ah, fucking Trey Young, man. I, me and Reagan talked about it when he was here the other day. I think I might be starting to like Trey Young a little bit. Like, I don't know, man. These playoffs, he's not. He's still foul baiting, but not as much as he does in the regular season, and he is showing up. I mean, he didn't when he was guarded by Ben Simmons, but that's really hard to do when you're like, how tall is he? 6'1", going against someone that's nine inches taller than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little, little bit tough, so... Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to be a little bit more of a trade. I still don't like him, but I cringe a little bit now whenever you hear Philadelphia chant Trey is balding. So that's, I guess that's growth as, as a person, right? Um, one thing that I do want to talk about after we get, since we're done talking about the awards and whatnot is the incredibly sad end to Luka Doncic's playoff run this year. This man just came so out and averaged what? His teammates. So disappointed in the uh, game seven. Luca drops 46, 14, and seven. Do you know who the next closest scorer was on the uh, on the on the the, the the Mavericks? I only do because I guessed it last time. Uh huh. Yeah. Fucking Dorian Finney-Smith had 18. This dude played 41 minutes and had 18 points. How do you not luck into 20 playing 40 minutes? I feel like I could drop 20 somehow just by chucking shit up and hoping it goes in. What did you say? Let's not go crazy. (laughs) Listen, that... Yeah, okay, that's under... Okay. You're a short point guard right now. I feel like Reagan could somehow score 20 in an NBA game if he's played 40 minutes. Because at least you have an outside shot. enough. Exactly, I'm saying. So they got to do something. They got to... Chris Stops is either going to have to be a not shit can or he's gonna have to go because luca can't do it by himself which we can talk about that next i mean yeah. he's probably gonna get traded which because he came out and said that he feels like an afterthought instead of a co-star and shit like that which i mean yeah. fair co-star and i were talking about this 19. i think yesterday right about Kristaps. yeah like he he feels like an afterthought because can't make fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and I you know I, I don't think, I think it's fair to say that it, just looking at him play, he just looks scared. Yeah. From like when, from when he was in New York to now, like, what did he, he tore his ACL? Didn't he in New York right before he got traded? Uh, I don't know if it was his ACL. I know he did something, but I it, I, it was a was. it was a severe injury. But I don't I don't know if it was his ACL. But but yeah, I mean yeah he hurt himself bad which is like a scary thing to come back from mm-hmm. it really is and like he just played timid ever since he got back from it that is a fact and yeah i i don't know you know i have a friend that's an okc fan and he's really hoping they trade for him <laughs> so no, okay, okc is building up to be good in the year 2042 so i said thoo not two but you knew what i meant <laughs> kind of ruined my own joke there but um yeah, I don't know. Kristaps is, he's in need of a change of scenery or, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care about Kristaps. Get Luca a teammate that's not named um, Tim Hardaway Jr., please. He needs more than one person that can do something. And Tim just disappeared that game. 
I think he I came also, back and was playing hurt though, because I remember watching him. I think in the first half at some point he, he went out with an his injury. Ankle. Was that what it was? I knew I knew he went out for a little bit. I didn't know what it was, but so I don't know if that was bothering him the rest of the game or something. But he only had like fifteen or sixteen. So and also, he also played like thirty nine minutes. I also needed a defender. That, yeah, because no, Luca is not good on defense yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. I have like two good defenders on Listen, the entire team. Dallas. No we'll give you Mike Scott you. in a second round pick for Luca, and I think that's fair because I think they want to do right by him and get him a ring before he retires. He's 22. Shh. It's fine. No one's trading for fucking Mike Scott. We need a bag of potato chips for Mike and Scott. And nobody's trading for Luca. I will yeah. keep bringing up this Mike Scott trade until someone either trades for him or he is not on the Philadelphia roster anymore. One of those he'll, two things is going to happen. He'll, he'll retire eventually. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> Although I think Doc's finally heard our cries and has said, yeah, maybe he we shouldn't play Mike Scott in meaningful minutes. <laughs> the only time I saw him in uh, game one or two against the Hawks was when we were either down 20 or whenever we were up 20, pick a time. like. <laughs> so, But yeah, the, the Mavs got to figure something out. Luke is good, but he can only do so much. That's like some LeBron and 07 Cavs type shit. It, one thing I want to talk to you guys about, because it's the thing that was like going viral on Twitter the other day. Did you see the thing saying Luke is already better than Prime Larry Bird? I agree with it. I, I'm not going to say I agree with it. I am. But I'm not not saying that. I personally, in my opinion, in my opinion, I think Larry Bird is the most overrated player in NBA history. He was super good, and I do think he was super good. But the way people talk about him is like he was Jesus Christ incarnate, and he just he just wasn't. He was just a white dude who played defense and shot threes. If he played in today's game, he'd just be a 3 and D wing. Like, that's all he would be. So, I I've never been huge on never been huge on Larry Bird, so to say Luke is already better than him, I'm not upset oh, about but, it. But he shot almost 40% from three, shooting two threes a game. <laughs> I, th- I think, like, I think it's too early. If that, like, yeah. I, like, like, I think Luca, like, skill-wise, is right on the same level as Larry mm-hmm. Bird, if not better, but, like, to say that he was, like, a better, because there's a lot more being, like, a better basketball player because like you have to win yeah. you know what i mean and larry bird was a winner yeah so like because like you see players like demarcus cousins people say he was you know one of the best centers like in that time but he also fucking made the playoffs once maybe <laughs> I mean, yeah. a little surprised the Jordan fan thinks that winning games makes you a better <laughs> basketball player. Winning games does make you basketball. Player. Okay, I'm not having this argument right now. <laughs> we, I'll tell you what, we'll save that for a special one-hour episode where we do nothing but shit on Tanner for being a Jordan stand. That sounds like a good time to me. Jordan stand by any means. I have, I have my hey, Tanner. Like, who's the goat? If you say Jordan, you're a Jordan stand. Just yeah, remember that. No. Can I explain my like go? Not today. Though? Not today. We're not hearing that today. We we ain't talking about Jordan versus LeBron today. We ain't talking about no, that. We're in the playoffs. 
Can I just take two seconds to explain to you my thought process on the go? All right, fine. Sure. Well, I take a drink of this Gatorade. You do that. So I, how I determine the guy, I determine this for all sports. So the goat is like the best with like accolades. So like Jordan is the goat because he has like the best accolades as a player, but he's not the best like overall player. I'd say LeBron is the best player to ever play in the NBA, but Jordan is the greatest like accolades wise. See, I'm, that's... I'm kind of the opposite with that. I think it's you're the goat if you have the skill. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're the most accomplished player of all time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, same kind of thing. But I have it kind of flip flopped with the the verbiage. Ver- verbiage is that a word? Verbiage? I think it's yeah, verbiage. Yeah, it's verbiage. It no, is verbiage? verbiage. Are you sure? Okay, I'll believe yes. you. Yeah, I'll, I'll trust you. I don't. When have, have that, I been wrong about English? I don't have that college education that you do. So um, this doesn't have to do with the NBA, but. Hardest sport in the world to have the goat conversation about baseball. baseball Absolutely, hands down. absolutely, it is. It's not even a. It's not even like a thing that people can have that conversation. I think everybody just defaults to. People say Babe, Babe Ruth, Ruth time, Christ, which is stupid. But I'm not getting into that or my thoughts on like, any baseball things right now because I have a lot of thoughts on that and now be honest like, with you i know shit about baseball so you just be the I one know. i don't either but you get what i'm saying though like it doesn't matter like go or yeah. best but like, that's I what i you. mean yeah so like i, I get you I, I think lebron is like the best skill wise player we've ever seen mm-hmm. but i don't think he's like the greatest winner if yeah. that makes sense yeah that, I, I get you i definitely see what you're saying to say this show's catchphrase that's fair you know uh <laughs> So, uh, on from Luca's sad playoff exit, we're going to talk about a little bit of good news. My boys out here still repping this podcast. I assume they're only playing good because of us, you know. It's, I'm sure Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons definitely listen to us all the time. Um, lost that game four. Yep, that game four that would have been our first sweep since like 1981 against the Wizards because... I don't want to get into why it's. I don't. It's fine. Um, came back, gave the gave the Wizards the 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 dickin of a lifetime. Okay, it wasn't that big of a deal, but we still still beat them down. Gentlemen sweep four one, not a big deal. And then we came out against the Hawks. <laughs> that was a great game. I liked watching it. And I believe yes, Reagan and I were in my house watching that game. I was super confident. Opening quarter, we came out. You know, we were up like twenty three to nine. And I'm like, oh, cool, we're going to cruise. And then we turned the ball over ten times in the first quarter. And the game was over until the fourth quarter. <laughs> I had turned the game off, and Reagan was like, ooh, we can turn it back on. I was like, I don't want to be sad, and they're starting to do good. And then we turned it back on. I thought we were going to pull off that 20-point comeback. I really did. But we didn't. We came up just short. And then we came out and beat the dick off of them in the next game and got a little bit of revenge for it. So, series tied 1-1. I still say Sixers and 5, maybe 6, maybe 6. I could see the Hawks taking a game in Atlanta. I do. But Sixers and 5, maybe 6. That's my thoughts on it. I think it'll go... I think it go... I think it could go to 7, depending on, like, how everyone in the Hawks play. Mm-hmm. And just and how everyone on the Sixers play. And, I mean, obviously, I mean, 
obviously, but I mean, this Hawks were like really hot against the Knicks, and they're really hot first game against the Sixers. So if they like keep playing like that, then because yeah. like Jimmy Butler said the best last year is like we just came in as the hottest team. Yeah, that's just how you how you make it. If you're the hottest team, like you're gonna go far because like mm-hmm. the Suns right now, I would say are the hottest team in the entire nba so yeah absolutely and as we speak they're beating the nuggets oh i'm sorry they have beat the nuggets 123 to 98 so they take a 2-0 series lead so not looking great for denver fans right now um yeah um i think the the sixers hawk series really comes down to two things maybe three the two things are can the Hawks role players step up when Trey Young is inevitably getting guarded by Ben Simmons and can't do much? Not a knock on Trey Young for the record. I think he's a fantastic player. It's just really hard to do something when you're guarded against a very good defender that's nine inches taller than you. I said that earlier. Um, and can the Sixers role players hit their shots? Because Seth Curry has suddenly come to life. He can't miss all of a sudden. And Danny Green has just gone ice cold. He's just missing everything. He straight up airballed a three last, uh, not last night. Which yeah, last I night, mean, yeah. are you really surprised? Yeah, Danny Green being a little streaky, crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Almost like that's his whole career. Yeah, wild. <laughs> Except for that one series against Miami where him and Gary Neal just said, "Hey, let's not miss," and they said, "All right, bet." <laughs> Gary Neal. You don't remember Gary Neal? I remember you're thinking of Patty Mills. Nope, Gary Neal also hit like hella threes. I don't remember him hitting a bunch of threes against us. I'm 99% sure it was Gary Neal and Danny Green that like combined for the most threes made in the finals game at the time. Because they made like 20 of them together. And it was like ridiculous. And the Heat fans were just like, what do we do, do, man? I don't understand. (laughs) So, fun times. That was back when I didn't like LeBron, actually. Fun fact for you. I didn't like LeBron until he almost beat the Warriors without Kevin Love or Kyrie. That's that's when LeBron officially took over for me. But, so, so yeah, uh, there's that. On from that one to the next topic that I am excited to talk about because they talked a lot of shit and the Bucks are in a little bit of trouble, guys. Oh, they're in a lot of trouble. The Bucks are in a very fair amount of trouble. Down 2-0 currently without James Harden in the Nets lineup. That's tough. You know what their biggest issue is? What's that? Their fucking coach, Mike <laughs> Scapio. My, Mike's not playing fucking, I mean, not playing anyone. Yeah. You know, they got that star-studded bench. His rotations have been awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they get that bench that's been good all year. Like, Bobby Porter's has actually been fucking good for him. And so is, like, Brent Forbes and, you know, DJ Augustine. They've all been good for him. Yeah. And he just not fucking – you're just playing Giannis and Chris Middleton until they can't fucking breathe anymore. Yeah, it's like his, his game plan is literally just to ride Giannis until he physically can't anymore. And, and it's, like, as good as Giannis is, he can't do that. Like, that's not – what he and, is like i mean they have to have Giannis like conserve as much energy as he can so mm-hmm. he can guard kevin durant yeah, exactly like, yeah that's it. They, he's like one of the only people on this planet that i think 
could like guard Kevin mm-hmm. Durant because he's a right. He just I don't. Yeah, I'd say it's just as quick and as tall as Kevin yeah, Durant. and he's definitely stronger because I mean he is just solid muscle. So, <laughs> so I I would like the they no one you don't want Chris like Chris Milton's a good defender mm-hmm. and so is Drew Holiday, but you don't want either of them guarding Kevin Durant. No, absolutely not. You can't have him. I mean, Chris Middleton might be able to stay near him, but that's about all you're going to get. Like, and Drew Holiday has to put all of his attention on guarding Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. And Drew Holiday, I mean, Drew Holiday could guard Kevin Durant, but he's just shorter than him. So mm-hmm. Kevin Durant just going to shoot over him. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. If like, I think if KD like tried to post up Drew Holiday, I don't know what he would be able to do until he just, de- until he decided to do the post fade and then Drew yeah. Holiday's just out of the play. He's done. Yeah. Like, not a knock on Drew Holiday. He's just like, what is he, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, six, somewhere four. around there? Yeah. Oh and how tall is KD? <laughs> Anywhere between 6'10 and 7'2"? Like, yeah. Yeah. So It's just, Mike has got to go. another big problem. They're down 2-0 with no James Harden on the floor. It's such a bad thing, dude. Like... They're not gonna have a. They they're not defensively built enough to guard that those three players. Like they're just. And Blake not. Griffin is averaging almost like fifteen a game all of a sudden. Yeah, what is that about? Where did where did Lob City Blake and Griffin he's dunking come from? on Giannis? What? <laughs> what year is this? What's happening? <laughs> I really uh, think Blake should get fined for tampering with the entire city of Detroit. <laughs> I I agree. This man was like, can't "There's no dunk way anymore. he can just all of a sudden dunk." <laughs> their trainers are better in Brooklyn. Come on, Rig, you know that. <laughs> Is that why their stars played a combined fifty games? <laughs> no, their trainers are good. Their medical staff is garbage. Medical medical staff is on par with Philadelphia's right there. So ah, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. The the Bucks are in a, a hell of a lot of trouble, and if I. I'm going to say it now. I could be wrong. I would be shocked if they took a game. I really would be. I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to take a game from them. I think Brooklyn's, they will when they go back to Milwaukee. Brooklyn's just so hot right now. Kevin Durant has turned into OKC Kevin Durant, just not missing his shots and just doing everything he can to win. Kyrie Irving's going to do Kyrie Irving things. And like you said, Blake Griffin's back to Clippers Blake hey. Griffin, so... Here's my thing. I still have, in my mind, I still have it going to seven. Really? Because the only reason why is because I think Mike Budenholzer or Giannis will fucking get the rest of the team's head out of their ass. Because honestly, defensively, I think they match up almost perfectly. Because mm-hmm. Drew, Hall- Drew Holiday like, is the best guard defender in the league. Like, And I will stand by that till dad die. Because yeah. he's just, he's insane chris milton is he can i mean he's a i would say he's an elite defender but he's not like he's above average he's above average and Giannis is defensive player candidate almost every year just i mean i think he just won it last year didn't he yep yeah Yeah. so i mean just because of his frame alone Mm -hmm. he's player of the year so and i think all three of those guys like match up perfectly with Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, and I think you guard those three guys like, her. I mean, no, I don't think like I genuinely think I don't think anyone on this earth can stop Kevin Durant. 
But yeah, if anyone's going to yeah. calm down, it's going to be Giannis. I, me and Reagan have been saying it for years. Kevin Durant's the best scorer of the basketball the NBA has ever seen. Yeah. I don't even think it's necessarily close, honestly. I don't either. I, just, I mean, like, I mean, he doesn't score high point games, but like, he drops mm. thirty, like, fucking putting on a pair of pants in the morning. Yeah, you, when you see, oh, KD had 32 last night, I'm like, okay, only 32, really? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I, definitely wild. Yeah, James Harden puts up, like, bigger numbers, but, I mean, he, I feel like he also takes a lot more shots than KD does. Like, KD, KD's never been a guy that'll score 50 points on 30 shots. He's the guy that's going to score 30 points on 16 shots. Like, yeah. and I'd rather that, personally. But. And I just, I really think they'll... Giannis will come out of this and they'll something's got to happen I mean and if they don't if they lose I I mean this is something we're going to talk about later anyway but CJ McCollum might be on the trading block and I think the Bucks are like mm-hmm. up there for CJ McCollum because like Giannis is a great player MVP caliber player almost mm-hmm. every year but he is not a closer like he can't close out games you, you can't be a closer if someone can just stand on the paint and paint, stand in the paint and neutralize you completely, that's why like Ben Simmons is not the closer for Philadelphia because he yeah. can't do stuff like that, yeah. you know. And, I mean, Chris Milton has shown that he can close in the past mm-hmm. sometimes, but CJ is a closer. Like yeah. he's been, I mean, he hasn't had to close near as much because I have fucking Dame on his team. Yeah. But CJ I think if you close. you put CJ on the team where it's it's that they straight up tell him like, hey. We brought you in here to close out these close games for us. I think he'll be able to do it. But they're in... literally like Jimmy and Philly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, you coast until three minutes left in the fourth quarter, and we're gonna give you the ball. You're gonna have fresh legs, and you're gonna be good. And he's gonna drop twenty points. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think right now it's just in Portland. It's. Yeah, I don't think he can get into a rhythm because Dame is so good. <laughs> like. You know what I mean? Like, so by the time it comes to that situation, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So by the time they get into a situation where they might need CJ to make a shot, he hasn't shot for a little bit because Dame's been making yeah. everything, and then all of a sudden teams are triple teaming him, so he has to pass it. But, but that's definitely. I mean, I think they almost have to, and I think they just need to get rid of Brook Lopez too. I mean, he's solid, but honestly, like the day age we're living in you can find a solid three and d big yeah that's like, actually mobile and <laughs> isn't yeah. just listen, five listen listen all i'm saying is i no heard the mavericks have trade one with for philadelphia sale. Nope, i'm saying the mavericks got a three and uh at least a three big a three. <laughs> for sale that's all i'm saying they got one for sale that would be a horrible deal <laughs> no it's fine I just hey, just what Dallas bring... needs another really <laughs> slow white guy. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. But, so yeah, Bucks need to definitely do something. I'll be shocked if they take a game. My prediction for final series is either going to be 4 0 uh, Brooklyn or 4 1 Brooklyn. Tanner's still going with that seven games. I think Brooklyn will win in six. I think Milwaukee is actually going to take both games in Milwaukee. Fair enough. Can't blame me on that. They play really well in front of their home crowd. I I know for a fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely do know I watched do them know drain that, all 33s in front of their crowd. 
man. Uh, Tanner, I assume Brooklyn and seven. I yeah, Brooklyn and seven. Brooklyn and seven. All right. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I I'm, I'm intrigued to see what'll happen with it. I think that's the most intriguing series that we have right now. Personally, anyway. I think Phoenix and Denver was like going into it was like probably the second most intriguing, but it's honestly, not looking great right now. Phoenix is. It's so hot. I think didn't didn't Phoenix win game one by like twenty also? Yep. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous, man. They are literally on fire. They they just can't miss. The last thing Phoenix needs is to advance too quick though, and then have to wait because then they can cool off. So, Luke, would you like to give Donovan Mitchell a compliment? On God. how he played in game one. He really did good, man. He bought... What, didn't he have 45? 45. This may have 45. Did you know he's the only player left in these playoffs that's undefeated? He hasn't lost yet. Because he missed that one game that the Jazz lost. Mm-hmm. This man is 5-0. I respect it. I'll, I'll give props where props is due. He's, 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 doing, he's doing good. I'm, I'm slowly getting over my hatred for him. He... I mean, he had a pretty good mentor on the sideline. No big deal, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, partial owner. Partial owner is he really? Yeah, he's one of the main owners of the Jazz now. Why? Um, Donovan Mitchell. Fair enough. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. And I don't know, probably wine or something in Utah. I wouldn't be shocked. I don't even know. I can't think of what's in Utah other than Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> like Precious sadness wine. and cold. <laughs> but um, well, that jumps us into the next time. Even I have written down Utah takes a close one over the Clippers in Game One. I think it was a three-point win or something like that, wasn't it? Um, it was like super close. It was either a three or a two. Yeah, it was a three-point win because yeah. they were going for the three that last possession win. Yeah, because uh, defensive player of the year blocked the three. He did. Yeah. He did. That was the best defensive play I've seen. I have seen from him all year. So, I uh, I was actually like I said I was sitting at work going through my new training and whatnot for my new job, and I literally wrote down, "Playoff P is back." <laughs> <laughs> This, this this man had a good couple games against Dallas, and I guess that that was just he, he was done. He was like, "All right, it's on you now, Kawhi. Have fun, good luck." <laughs> oh man, so what do you guess series predictions for that one, dude? I don't uh, even have a guess, honestly. I really that series could go either way, in my opinion. For me, if Donovan Mitchell keeps playing like this, which I don't think he'll play this crazy every mm. game obviously yeah i think he's gonna average over 30 a game in this whole series yeah that's i, fair to I have assume. the jazz in five or six honestly i can probably agree why i can't yeah. do everything by himself mm. anymore yeah I what have... happened to oh sorry tanner go ahead i was gonna have clippers at seven yeah that's also i can also see that it's weird Tanner just loves his seven game series he I guess. really does he, he you know you're, you're gonna go work for the Hawks nba can one go of these to days seven. Aren't you? <laughs> can go to seven um lost what i was gonna say oh yeah what happened to reggie jackson this dude exploded in the first half and like just wasn't missing i think he shot like three for five on threes and then just didn't shoot again the entire game like, I literally looked at the box score. Unless he got hurt and I didn't know about it, he just straight up didn't take another shot in the second half. 
what the fuck? What are you doing, bro? Like, you were you were on fire in the first half. Let it fly, bro. What are you doing? This, I don't know what that was about, but whatever. I, whatever. I Lou, just saying, hey, quit it. <laughs> Stop doing And we that. all know how good of a coach Ty Lu is. Yeah, just ask yeah. LeBron, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, all right. So, uh, I think that's about all we got to talk about about the Utah thing. Honestly, it's it's such a confusing series for me. I just don't know where to go with it. Honestly, I really don't like. It's just either team could win it. Either and either team could win it in like five games, or either team could win it in game seven. Like I don't know. They they match up super 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 good. So, um, but I think that's all we got to for the playoff series. Now we just got some. Other random NBA news. Uh, we start. We kind of talked about this one a little bit earlier. CJ McCollum possibly being traded. He needs out of Portland. Damian Lillard needs a new second guy. Clearly, the Damon CJ is just. It's not going to work out. It it just won't. No clue who they're going to get, but they need to get something. Maybe call Miami and say, "Hey, give us Tyler Hero." If we aren't trading Tyler Hero for James Harden, we definitely aren't trading him for a C.J. McCollum. Are you implying that C.J. McCollum is a worse basketball player than James Harden? Very much so. <laughs> Especially in the playoffs this year, C.J. didn't do anything. It's almost like he's a bad playoff performer or something. That's crazy, isn't it? But <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I could see C.J. can traded to the Lakers. That'd be like good. a bunch of bench pieces. Like, and Kuzma, it, I don't, please. Kuzma, please, Kuzma. Please. Get Kuzma out of L.A. Like, it'd be like Kuzma, and they'll do sign and trade with Dennis Schroeder, because I don't think Schroeder's going to... I mean, he Schroeder. did come out and say, Schroeder, whatever. He did come out and say, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I want to come back and run it back, but I don't... He did say it's not about the money. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think L.A. wants him. I think I think they should. I like Schroeder a lot. I think he could fit in really well with that system. I don't think he should be a starter. I think he'd be the perfect yeah. guy to come to play like the Manu Ginobili role of that team. I do right not want to compare him to Manu, but <laughs> um, have him come off the bench and just man that second unit. Actually, have LeBron be able to maybe take some rest or something. I think that'd be good. But yeah, if they uh, can figure out a way to. Uh... If if I'm the Lakers and I'm calling the Trailblazers about CJ, I'm going to tell them you can you can't take a couple of my players, and those couple of players are going to be obviously LeBron, AD. I wouldn't give him Schroeder. There you go. <laughs> That's I'd about give it. Him a Disney. A Disney. Yes, I'm sorry. I meant to say A Disney. That's my fault. That's my fault. Lay Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's I don't know. I I th- I would be a really good landing spot for CJ. Honestly, is over there in LA. That'd be like a best case scenario for him. Play with a more pass first version of what he already has. So, yeah. But I would also love for Philadelphia to give him a call. Just just to, not necessarily to pull the trigger on him, but just see what they want. Because I think CJ would be a fun piece for Philly to have. A good shooter. Honestly, that's all I care about. I don't care about anything else about him. I just need someone that can shoot the three ball, man. Have him come off the bench or even start for us, and I'd be here for it, and that's what I need. So, um, But my fiancé is walking into the room right now. I don't think she understands him on a video. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, CJ getting moved is definitely an interesting one. 
and I'm intrigued to see where that kind of goes in this offseason. I think that's going to be one of the one of the bigger ones going into the offseason. But I think the biggest trade rumor that I'm very excited about is Mr. Kemba Walker in Boston. I've heard that is a unsalvageable relationship with the Boston Celtics, and they are headed for a very, very aggressive breakup is what I've heard. I've very, seen that, yeah. I'm very excited to see what happens with that because I love Kemba and I want to be able to root for him again, so I need him to get out of Boston. I've never agreed with you more on anything <laughs> that you've ever said. I love Kemba to death and I hate that he signed with fucking Boston Celtics. I was so heartbroken. I was like, Kemba, there are 30-ish, I don't, I can never remember teams. 30. In, 30. There's, 30. There are 29 other teams you could have picked and you had to choose them, really? Like, come on, man. Yeah, so I I have agree. no idea where Kimba's gonna go. I can't even think of a team that would be like a good fit for him. Like the off the board. top of my head, <laughs> that would be that actually would be a pretty good fit for him. Zach Levine, Kimba, and uh, he can teach Kobe White how to be slower. <laughs> how to be and slower. not just sprint everywhere. Yeah. I, he me, can I teach said, him I'm how to slow it down. A Kobe White jersey. I've never agreed <laughs> more in my life. <laughs> Kobe White literally sprints 115% of the time. Listen, Boston, I'll they give call you Mike Scott Sexton. in a second round hey, pick. another player that's in trade rumors. Colin Sexton, yeah, he is. He, I really just Coming need. to Miami with Dame Lillard, Giannis, <laughs> and CJ McCollum. First of all, no. Second of all, I absolutely need Colin Sexton to get traded to the Bulls for like Lori Markin or something so I can see I need lineups of Kobe so White and Colin Sexton White playing Colin together Sexton <laughs> just racing up and down the court like seeing which one of them can get there faster I need it in my life I need your guys' offensive pace to be 9 million honestly I would be 100% down with it <laughs> yeah you just don't want Lori Markin on your team I I I love Laurie Markin and I love when we drafted him, but like he just doesn't fit our system mm-hmm. anymore. Like him playing with Vooch is just so bad. Yeah, and then it's him the like lowest front court. Yeah, and he well the thing is is like Vooch can rebound, but Vooch can't rebound like he can't make up for the lack of rebounding. That Laurie Markkinen has. Because Laurie Markkinen can't rebound at all. Yeah, he's like seven feet tall, averaging like th- four boards a game. It's absolutely magical, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm I'm more excited about the, the Kemba Walker trade than anything, honestly. I don't even know if it's a trade. He might be a free agent. I don't know what his contract yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Dame. Because I honestly don't know if he's staying in Portland. I think if it's up to Port, not up to Portland. Obviously, they want to keep him. I think if it's up to Dame, he's gonna stay. I do. I think he's too loyal. I do too. And bro. I think that's I gonna be his downfall. I because like after James Harden got traded, then he come out and said like I don't understand why all these superstars want to leave mm-hmm. and all this shit. Like I don't see Dame leave like yeah. and i you know i could be wrong because i didn't see anthony davis ever fucking leaving the pelicans mm-hmm. be honest with you i mean yeah and nobody saw kevin durant leaving the thunder after he said that every he was tired of everyone forming super teams i still yeah. can't believe that yeah i don't know dame dame's so loyal 
that unless Portland themselves like calls a team and says, listen, we, we just got to move on from him. It's not working here. We need to get something before he retires and they trade him. I'll, I'd be shocked if he's not a trailblazer for his entire career. He just seems like yeah. that guy, but I mean, we could all be wrong in that three months. That just doesn't really happen say, anymore, though. It's true. It really I, does. I'd, I'd be shocked. I, I mean, I'd be shocked if in like a couple months it says Damian Lillard demands a trade or something. I, I'd be shocked if he ever demanded a trade. Like yeah. if he got traded, I wouldn't be as because I mean we're living in a world like Anthony Davis like shook up the entire fucking league. Mm-hmm. Request a trade to the Lakers, like, because now every superstar has that mind. Like, okay, if we don't win here, I can just get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. I can just demand. I can force my way out of here, which is like a good thing in some situations and a bad thing. So, and you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it can be a good thing, but it can also be like, like James Harden forcing his way to the Nets. I didn't like that just because I don't personally like super teams. And you don't know who the fuck's going to win. I don't want to have like a, just a clear cut favorite. Yeah. The one thing like, I do love about super teams though, everybody knows who to root against. Like that's true. That, that was my favorite. Cause I mean, everyone hated Miami with the exception of Miami fans. Everyone hated golden state with the, ex- you know what? I think even golden state fans kind of hated golden state a little bit. Um, nobody fucking likes Boston. So when they have their big three, like, so you know everybody just likes to have that villain that they can root that they can root against. And I think it's it's more or less Brooklyn. I don't think they're necessarily a villain. I just don't think people really fuck with them like that. So, but uh, you know what I will say about Damian Lillard? I think if he does like say like, hey, you know, I want to be traded. Because I, I can't pr- I guarantee this, obviously, because I'm not going to look it up right now, but I'm sure he has a no-trade clause in his contract. I would be shocked if he didn't. But I bet he would be like, I want to go to a team, but I don't want to go to a good, good team. Like, I don't want to be traded to, like, a Brooklyn or something like that. I bet he would say, like, I, I want to get traded to, like, a Miami. For lack of a better comparison, honestly, yeah, like he would say, like I want to get traded to a Miami, like I they have a good roster, they need, but he, you know, you know what I mean, like a team that he's like, I can make them better, but we wouldn't instantly just be the the greatest team in the league by adding his name, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think he still wants to work for it. I don't think he wants to just get like a free ring or whatever, like um, yeah. a certain greatest scorer of all time did when he joined a certain seventy three win team. That person shall remain unnamed, though. Uh, <laughs> So I th- I think that's what Dame would do if if he were to like request a trade. I think he would want and to. And honestly, I agree. Yeah. He seems like the guy that like just wants to like bear down, and work for a ring, and not just yeah. get a free ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he seems like kind of like a <laughs> fantastic comparison, in my opinion. You know, Vince Carter. Like, I want a ring, but I'm not going to ring chase. So I'm going to sign with these teams that might win it this year <laughs> and just bounce from team to team for the last 20 years of his career. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like Dame. I, I I hope he gets one before he retires because that's he's so fucking good, dude. He's just so good. It's, it, it's I I need him to get that ring, but but I think that's all we got for the players. And then we I think we just got one or two more little things to talk about here. Both of them involve the Boston Celtics in the absolute weirdest headline I've had on my phone. 
in honest to God, probably years, the Celtics said, all right, Danny Ainge, you're getting the fuck out of here. Brad Stevens, you can barely coach. Let's go re- let you run our basketball team. That is why really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, man, like I'm sure Brad Stevens is a very nice person, but Brad Stevens is not the basketball minds that Brad Stevens thinks he is. Oh yeah, like but, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of people say that like they think that Brad Stevens will be better in that role than he was in a head coaching. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I can I can absolutely see that. Yeah, I I can too. He's he just wasn't a very good coach. I don't. I don't good. think he, he was, was a bad coach. Year. Yeah, I don't think he was a bad coach at any point. I just don't think he was. A, I think he was a really middle of the pack guy, because that Boston yeah. team has so much talent on it, like young talent at that, and he just didn't do yeah. anything. Like they yeah. really just were treading water the entire time he was the head coach. So that's kind of an interesting one. I'm hearing rumors that Danny Ainge might be going to like. Oh shit! Who was? It? I think it was the Rockets. I want to say. I think I think it was the Rockets. Oh, I feel like he'd retire. retire. I don't I thought know. He retired. Yeah. They never said anything about him retiring. They just said he was out of out at Boston. And then I heard rumors that he might be going. To, I want to. I think it was Houston. It it was Houston or one of the LA teams. I'm pretty sure. I'd be surprised if he goes anywhere. I mean, he needs to retire. I don't think he's good at his job either. My one of my all time favorite talking heads on the. Sports shows on TV is Nick Wright, and he said it the best. Danny Ainge is the king of almost every single year that there's a big guy that was wanting to get traded. It was Danny Ainge was this close to getting him. He almost had this guy. He was right there to this guy. And okay, who? His, what was his biggest trade? Was it fleecing the Brooklyn Nets and then doing nothing with it? Like, is that what it was? Yeah, take time out. Did you just say your favorite analyst was Nick fucking Wright? I fucking love Nick Wright. Yes, sir. That is the like. I've never met anyone ever that's ever even like remotely liked Nick Wright. <laughs> I didn't like him for the longest time, and I yeah. Do you follow him on Twitter, Tanner? I don't follow him on Twitter. Give it a month and let me know how you feel about it. I don't know, I man. There's something Twitter about him. To look at his tweets enough. All right, maybe I have a Twitter addiction then. But he's, I don't know. He he talks a lot of shit, and I kind of love it. I just I really I, like Nick Wright. He also says a lot of stupid shit. Well, he's, so does everybody. Well, yeah, but he's like one of the worst about it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I really fuck with Nick Wright lately. He's. I he, prefer Stephen A. Smith. He's just so loud. <laughs> and Shannon Sharp, I love Shannon Sharp. Yeah. I like Shannon Sharp a lot. Shannon's funny, um, but yeah, Nick Wright. I, <laughs> I think you might have known about this back when we used to work together, Tanner. Um, I used to be a really big Colin Coward fan. Yeah, well, and I then, remember us talking about that. And then I don't know what happened to him, but. I, I can't listen to a show for more than four seconds without just getting angry at him at this point. That's how I feel. Like it's I literally ridiculous. when I hear his voice, I'm like, shut that the fuck off. Colin is one happened. of the dumbest person. People. He, he has a... Said, Go ahead. Live, coward? 
I, I Colin makes some good little segments here and there. He has his moments where I'm just like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think pretty much every analyst has that. Hell, even Skip Bayless has said a few things that I'm just like, all right, yeah, I kind of agree with that. But it's just very rare. I want that to be known. Um, Colin lost me after he said that the Spurs were better defense with Kawhi off the floor. <laughs> that's when that's when yeah. Colin lost me. I was like, yeah. "You just are the dumbest human being I think I've ever met in my life." You think I feel like some analysts just say shit just to try and get people to, to get on their show and like that's talk about them. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I uh, I was kind of more okay with Colin for a little bit. And then he released his top 10 players in the playoffs. Me and Tanner talking about this, Reagan, when you were gone a little bit ago. This man has the MVP of the league and the runner-up for the MVP of the league in 7th and 10th, respectively, as the best players left in the playoffs. Luca's not... Yeah, he didn't even put Luca on there because he didn't say the people rest in the playoffs. He just said top 10 players in the playoffs. Oh, that makes it even worse then. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, really? on it. That's amazing. And Giannis isn't even on it either. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Hold on, I'm going to see if I can find it just to kind of... Oh, I got really dark, it's fine. Um, But yeah, I, I read it and I was just like, there is no actual way he thought this was a good idea. Um, in the playoffs. This is super professional, boys. Uh, Collins' mm-hmm. list of best players in the playoffs. Are you ready? Number 10, Joel Embiid. Number 9, D-Book. 8, Trey Young. Nikola v- Vucevic. Jesus Christ. Jokic at 7. Uh, Kyrie at 6. Donovan Mitchell at 5. James Harden at 4. Chris Paul 3. Kawhi 2. And KD 1. Devin Booker at 9th? <laughs> is horrible <laughs> that just 99 percent of that list is horrible i can live with kevin durant at one if you want to say that that's fine but james <laughs> harden at four yes he is he hasn't even played in the second round this man drove to the hoop in the first quarter and said oh my god my hamstring's done i i don't know what he was thinking man i mean hey it, i mean it worked for him i guess it's got people like so. me clicking on it <laughs> so but I think that's all we really got for this episode, unless you guys got something you kind of want to sprinkle in here last minute. Any closing statements? Um, I mean, another thing about Portland is Dame said he wanted Jay Kidd as the next coach. It's Terry Scott's like parted ways, and he yeah. said he wanted Jay Kidd. So. And, and then I'm pretty sure didn't... Jason I, Kidd I said gonna, he's not going to do it. I was going to say, yeah, Jay Kidd was just straight up like, yeah, no. I'm yeah, good. Jason <laughs> Kidd said he is not going to try and coach for Portland. That's yeah, pretty fantastic. But, but. Well, I think this this was a pretty fun episode to record. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. And if you do decide to tune into YouTube and check out all of our beautiful faces laughing at each other while we're talking about interesting things in sports, that would be fantastic. But we will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks again.